Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, the top sex mistakes in Christian marriage and how to correct them. So a lot of times as Christian guys, high achieving Christian guys, we kind of think about sex in problematic ways uh, that are definitely a mistake and turn our wives off and lead to problems. So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So a few wins from the guys in our program. So uh, one of our guys shares this week has been great. My wife and I have been working well with one another, working through small things that a month ago would have been a stupid fight. It finally feels like we're on the right track. Awesome. So creating that mental and emotional intimacy. My wife really opened up to me about some of the deeper issues she's been feeling. She's feeling safer with me and we're really connecting at a deeper level. Super cool wins. That mental and emotional intimacy 99.99% of the time needs to precede that sexual intimacy. And in a marriage, it pretty much 100% of the time. So look, sex, it's an important part of marriage. It's a great part of marriage. It's uh, what makes marriage different than other relationships, especially from the Christian mindset. But as Christian men, there are certain things that we think, feel, and do that can create problems in our marriage and in problems with sex specifically. So we're going to look at some of the biggest ones today and how to avoid those problematic ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. So one of the most problematic beliefs and thoughts that guys have, high achieving Christian men have, is that we should be having sex more often than we are. Okay. So we kind of have this, this number in our mind, whether that's like um, every day or five days a week or three days a week or once a week or once a month or, you know, once a year. I think most guys at once, once a year, they probably would think yeah, more than that probably makes sense. <laughs> but whatever that number is, it, it's a problem because what we start thinking is if, if we're not having sex that often, if we're not having sex three times a week, once a week, uh, twice a month, whatever, right? If we're not having it that often, something's wrong. Okay. And actually this idea is sometimes encouraged by well-meaning Christian church leaders. So, uh, you know, some of the books like, um, his needs, her needs, and, um, you know, that kind of thing, they'll just say basically, yeah, or love and respect, you know, they basically just say, well, the wife should just have sex with her husband more, right? That's the solution. And like I even talked to a, a guy who had this problem, right? He, he wanted sex more often than his wife. Typically often that's the way it is. They went to see kind of some church people that were supposed to help them. And they basically just told the wife, well, you should just have sex more often than you actually want to. So the problem is like that creates a real issue for her. And we'll get to that later. But like, if you want passionate sex, it cannot be based on it's my responsibility to have sex with my husband. It's my responsibility to meet his sexual needs or else he's going to go somewhere else. So if your wife's doing it out of duty or out of fear that you're going to go somewhere else, like that is not passionate, intimate sex, right? And so it's not something she's going to really look forward to. And so it's going to build up this resentment in her over time until finally she just kind of cuts it off. That's what happens when you kind of think, well, it should be happening this much. And even if she buys into it, 
but doesn't actually feel that way. It doesn't actually want to have sex that often. Okay. So again, when you have this number in mind, okay, it's, it's, we should be having sex every day, three times a week, once a week, every other week, whatever, right? You start feeling anxious when you're not having sex that often. You start getting mad that you're not having sex that often and you start feeling entitled to having sex that often, right? So all of those feelings, guys, they're not attractive. When you feel anxious, when you feel needy, when you feel angry, and when you feel entitled, your wife, that's not a turn on, okay? That's not a turn on for your wife. And so what you do is you start complaining or you hope to convince your wife to have sex with you or you like show her studies. Oh, look, you know, we should be having sex this often or you bring her to your, you know, church leader who tells you so he can tell your wife to have sex with you more, right? All of that guys, ah, gross. You know, she's not turned on by that approach. Okay. It's not going to create a passionate marriage, right? It's re- she's going to either maybe have duty sex with you for a while until she just gets sick of it. And then she's going to say no, right? But there's no passion. So another problematic thought that's kind of related to the last one is that she owes it to me, right? She owes sex to me. And this can come from a lot of different places. So one of those is just like, I have sexual needs and my wife needs to meet them. Okay. That's kind of our deal here. You know, I'm going to do the, uh, I'm going to take care of the money and, you know, whatever. And she's going to take care of sex for me. So another way we can think she owes it to us is just by being faithful to her, right? It's like, look, I have other sexual options, but I'm choosing you. So you owe it to me to do that, right? Or even like, you know, from a Christian standpoint, right? So I waited to have sex until marriage or I'm keeping it faithful in the marriage. So look, like I'm keeping my part of the deal. So you need to keep your part of the deal and have sex with me. It can even feel like sort of a, like a reward, you know, you've saved yourself until marriage. And so the reward is now you have a wife who will have sex with you whenever you want. It's kind of what, how a lot of us come into marriage and, um, you know, it's a, it's a problem, right? It creates these issues where we feel entitled to it. And so again, maybe she has duty sex with us for a while, but then she gets tired of it. She says she doesn't want to anymore. It's another one, right? I pay for things around the house, right? So she owes it to me. You know, I'm taking care of my duties. This is part of her duties as a wife is to have sex with me. What you need to understand about this, guys, this whole concept of she owes sex to me is treating her like a prostitute. It really is, okay? You're trying to buy sex from her and not even really trying to buy it. You're just saying like, I've already paid for it. Now you owe it to me, okay? So the feeling that you have is entitled to sex, right? And feeling entitled to sex, it is not attractive, guys. It just isn't, okay? No wife is going to, like, if we took a survey of all the wives out there, there's no wife that's going to say, oh my gosh, I'm so turned on when my husband says that I just owe him sex because of everything that he's done for me. Like, I love it. Like, no wife will ever say that, (laughs) okay? So when you're feeling entitled, like she owes it to you, you know, you feel entitled. So then the stuff you do, you might demand sex, you might act wounded, when she says no, you might get angry when she says no, right? Like I, you owe it to me. So why aren't you doing it? So again, she's not turned on by this approach. Okay. And so, yeah, maybe you get some duty sex, but it's going to be less. There's no passion. It's not something she's looking forward to. So another related thought that might seem like the solution, you know, is I have to earn it. Okay. So, okay. Maybe she doesn't earn, maybe she doesn't owe it to me, but maybe 
I, I have to earn it, right? I have to do certain things so that so that she will, right? So that she will have sex with me. So, like a classic one is, you know, if I wash dishes, she's going to want to have sex with me, right? Um, or if I clean the house, right? Or if I really help with the kids more, you know, women seem to like that. So if I do that, then you know, I'll, I will have earned it, right? I'll have earned her, you know, wanting to have sex with me. Again, it seems nicer. Like it's nicer than just saying, "Well, you owe it to me," right? But again, it's still treating her like a prostitute. You're still trying to trade services for sex, right? I'll do this for you. You do this for me. You're exchanging doing those nice things for sex. It's the mosquito method that we talk about, right? You do these nice things, but there's this kind of ulterior motive that, you know, there's strings attached to the stuff that you're doing. You want sex back. That's why you're doing it. So the feeling you have, you feel needy, you feel kind of sneaky, right? Okay, like if I do this, you know, you're not really telling her, that's what you want for, you know, doing the dishes or whatever. And then eventually you feel entitled, right? Because I have to earn it. Eventually shifts into, I have earned it. I've done enough. And now you owe it to me. Okay. So again, that stream like a prostitute, you're trying to trade something for sex. It's a problem. So again, you do nice things. You hope for sex. When you don't get it, eventually you get mad, right? And you escape into pornography or whatever, or you explode, you get mad at her. That's the mosquito cycle. And again, she's not turned on by this approach. Okay. So a wife might say, she might say, yeah, I do like that my husband cleans the dishes, right? I do like that he helps with kids. He's real, he's a really good, you know, partner at home. But if that's not translating into her like being passionate towards you, it's probably because she knows that the you're doing those for a reason. And that reason is to try to earn sex from her. Okay. And it's not a turn on. So again, the result being you get less sex or you get pity or duty sex and there's no passion. She's not excited about it. So another problematic thought that uh, Christian guys will have is that she's my only moral option for sex. Okay. So like I I used to think this way, right? Like, so there's other people that I could have sex with, right? Their sexual interests, women are interested in me. They're flirting with me, right? And, you know, sometimes you get to thinking like, in fact, I would even like prefer that in some ways, you know, maybe this, this, these other women, they would like sex more. They'd want to have sex more often. You know, they sure seem interested, you know, and all that, but, you know, I'm choosing not to, right. I, because I have to have sex with my wife because it's wrong if I don't. (laughs) So, you know, like, um, ah, it's crazy, right. So again, I have to choose her. She won't give it to me as much as I want, or she won't do it how I want. Right. And so, and you can start feeling ripped off. You can start feeling ripped off by God. You can start feeling ripped off by your wife. Look, I did all this stuff and now look, I'm trying to be moral with it, but she won't do what I want. So you, you can feel like you're settling. Oh, I could have somebody else, but now I have to choose her. You feel depressed. You feel entitled. All those feelings are very unattractive. Right. Again, no wife is going to raise her hand and say, oh, wow, it's such a turn on when my husband tells me that, you know, he could have sex with other women, but, you know, he has to with me because, you know, that's our religion or that's our beliefs. <laughs> like, no women will say that. Um, so, like, some examples uh, of this, like, I've shared this before, but, like, there were times when I, I was, like, thinking, oh, there's girls at work that are interested in me or there's uh, girls at church that maybe, you know, maybe I could connect with them. And like, that's not, but I can't, right. I I want to, but I can't because I'm held back by my beliefs. 
look like that's just not attractive to her. Uh, another uh, guy that we worked with, he you know had given his wife a kiss and she didn't really want it. And in, in his mind, he was saying like, well, there's plenty of other women that would have liked that kiss, right? So again, it's the same kind of concept. Like, you know, I'm choosing you and you should be happy about that, right? Or you're my only moral option and I'm, I'm deciding to follow that. Like, look how holy I am because I am being faithful, even though it's hard for me. Right. So that's a one up holier than thou attitude, which also comes with this, like, she's my only moral option and I'm choosing to be moral, even though I'd rather not be, (laughs) I'd rather have sex with a bunch of women or other women or, you know, all of this. Right. But I'm not. And so because of that, you know, you should have sex with me. Okay. So then you demand sex or you pout or again, say someone else would enjoy this. Right. So unattractive. Okay. So the, it, pretty much always in this situation, you're going to get less sex as a result. If you're walking around thinking, well, yeah, I guess I'll have sex with my wife because she's my only real moral option. You know, I would choose someone else if I could, but you know, I'm choosing her. Like that's, it's such a big turnoff. Um, maybe, maybe you get some duty sex out of that, but again, there's no passion. And again, for her, it feels like an obligation like she's a second chance or a last choice or second choice or last choice, even or like a leftover someone that you just kind of settled for. So yeah, it's just awful to think this way, (laughs) but I've thought this way. A lot of the guys I've worked with have thought this way. Uh, I think in the Christian community, we have this thought a lot and it's a problem. Okay. Yeah. But it does not inspire her. It doesn't turn around. There's no passion. So we talked about a lot of the things that women don't want. They don't want to, if they don't want to feel like you're their only moral option. They don't want to feel like uh, they owe you sex. Okay. I mean, it really kind of boils down to those two things in a lot of ways. You know, they don't want to feel like they have to have sex with you or else you're going to fall apart or you're not going to be able to manage your emotions or you're going to leave. So they have to, right. Obligated to feel sex. Women do not want that. Okay. And they don't want to feel like, Oh, like, yeah, they're either the prize because you have kept your sexuality. Jennifer Finlayson five talks about that, about like prizing. Um, and, uh, they definitely don't want to feel like uh, sort of last choice just because, you know, you're such a good Christian. You're going to have sex with her, even though you'd rather have sex with any, somebody else. Like she definitely doesn't want to feel like that. So what does she want? Okay. She wants to be chosen. She wants to be chosen. She wants to feel like you choose her. Okay. So you, you, you know, the show, the, the bachelor, right. And the bachelor, these there's like 20, whatever women, right. And they're going after one guy. Why? Because there's just something about being chosen out of lots of different options, right? I choose you. Okay. Women like that. Women watch the show because that's something that women want. They want to feel chosen. So do men too, but, um, or Cinderella, right? The story of Cinderella, she goes to this ball and, you know, there's thousands of women there or whatever. And the prince chooses her, right? Chooses her out of all the maidens in the land, right? He chooses her. And women like this story. Why? Because they're chosen, right? Women want to feel like they are chosen. They also want to be desired passionately. Okay. They really do. Okay. So, and again, not just because you want to have sex with whoever's around, right? That's the that's the problem with the 
uh, like she's my only moral option or she's my most convenient option or whatever, right? They want to be chosen because it's them, right? So you're chosen all these women. And then there's like that fire, that passion, that desire to be with them in a sexual way, right? That's about intimacy and connection and just like this huge desire inside of you because you love them and want them so much. So um, again, on my, on my interview with Jennifer Finley's and Fife, she talked about, or I don't know if it was on her interview or in one of her other podcasts, she talks about her own kind of fantasies that she'd had about her husband, like sneaking into her room when she was on her, on her mission, actually, which like that's especially would be especially forbidden in uh LDS culture. Uh, and I think, so it's like, it's a mission you're supposed to be like, just focused on God and not that. So, you know, basically the fantasy is this guy wants her so much that he's willing to like break all these rules and climb the window and be with her. Right. Um, my daughter was watching a show the other day where these girls were at a, um, um, like sleepover and the boy like climbed the window and, and you know, got in there just cause he wanted to be with her so much. So women like this, right. They want to be desired passionately that you'll go through all this to, to do that. You know, that you'll come meet her at a rent. This is another one that I heard like a woman had this fantasy that, you know, she was at work and the guy would just come in and just like grab her right at work and start kissing her right? because he just had that passion for her. So women, they, they like that. They want that. And really the big problem with the other thoughts is that you're not showing that you're choosing her at all. Right. You're just saying like, yeah, you owe it to me. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of that, that you're choosing her, but not really. Like it's, it's not in this sense of like, you're the one that I want to be with. You're the one that I want to spend my life with. I love you so much. No, no. It's just like, Hey, you're here and now you owe me sex. Right. Cause I chose to marry you. And there's not really anything about desiring her in any, in any of those. Right. It's just like, I want sex because it feels good. And so you need to give it to me, right? Um, there's not like a passionate desire for her, right? Maybe there's a desire for sex, but there's not a desire for her or to be with her, okay? Women, they want to be chosen. They want to be desired passionately, okay? So again, with the other ones, the problem is you're just desiring sex and she happens to be the one that you can have it with while still keeping your Christian values, okay? So she doesn't feel chosen in that. She doesn't feel desired in that. She just feels used like an object. Okay. And again, yeah, she's the one that owes it to you because that was part of the deal when you got married. Okay. So again, chosen and desired turn on for her feeling obligated or second choice, not a turn on for her. Okay. You feeling like you love her and desire her attractive feelings. You feeling like angry and entitled to sex, unattractive feelings. Okay. And that's what we really work on in the program is like walking around with, with feeling states that are attractive, confidence, passion, desire, right? When you're walking around really feeling those for your wife, you know, she's attracted to that. When you're walking around with feelings like anger and resentment and entitlement, those are not attractive. Okay. That's kind of the baseline. So what else do women want? right? So definitely they want to feel chosen. They want to feel passionate when it comes to sex, especially that's what are turn-ons for them. Okay. But once you're in a marriage, women also want to feel safe, right? This is so important. So this comes from you being a trustworthy person, making and keeping your promises, following through with the big and small things. Okay. If you've broken her trust through infidelity or something like that, 
you know, this is harder to rebuild, but you can, right? By making and keeping promises. The other way you make her feel safe is really by valuing her opinion mentally and emotionally, right? You're valuing her. You're showing that she matters. Okay. This helps her feel safe. Women also want to feel mentally and emotionally connected to you, right? And the way, what this comes from is your ability to really listen and understand her well. Okay. Connect in those ways. That way you can then get to where you're working as a team and you're connected and you're just a team through life. Right. She wants to feel that too. Okay. And a lot of times these things need to come before she feels like she can open herself up to you sexually. Right. She wants to feel like you're a safe person, that you're trustworthy. She wants to feel like her values, her, what she thinks and feels is important to you. She wants to feel that mentally emotional connection. And then when you come and you show you choose her and you desire her passionately, now that she has those other things in place that she feels safe and she feels valued. Now, yeah, she loves it when you're coming at her and you have that real passion and intimacy for and passion and uh, desire for her. Okay. So then she really chooses you as her life and sexual partner because, you know, you're a good choice at that point. You're a trustworthy man. You can, you value her. You can take care of your own emotions. You can listen to hers. You can, you know, get to agreements that work for both of you. Right. So to be able to get there, you know, here's the skills you need to have a great sex life in your marriage. You need to be a man of integrity and you need to know how to apologize when you're not. You need to know how to connect mentally at a deep level. You need to know how to connect emotionally at a deep level. You need to learn how to turn conflicts into more connections. You can walk together in partnership, you know, through your life. And then you need to know how to show your sexual desire for your wife in an attractive way. Again, showing that you choose and desire her, not just sex. Okay, so we work on all of these skills in my program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. Guys, you're getting awesome results. It's better. The program is better than it's ever been, right? You're going to replace unattractive habits of thinking, feeling, and acting with attractive habits of thinking, feeling, and acting. Okay, that's what we're doing. Guys, you're getting results fast because we do work every day to help get you there. Okay, you get daily coaching, you get daily accountability to build up these strengths and skills. You just can't fail. You can't fail when you replace unattractive ways of thinking, feeling, and acting with attractive ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. So love to have you in the program. Again, this is for high achieving men, meaning that you are a professional, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you've reached the levels of financial success and, you know, or someone that's ready to put in, you know, one to two hours a day to really transform their marriage and create mentally, emotional, and sexual intimacy. So if that's you and you're a Christian guy, you have Christian values, visit MikeFraserMD.com. That's M-I-K-E-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R-M-D.com or StrongMenStrongMarriages.com if that's easier to remember. The links are also in the show notes. Um, Come there and schedule a call. We'll talk. You'll fill out an application. We'll see if you're a good fit. And then you can jump in and start creating that mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy that you want. And you will get there by transforming these habits. All right, men, stay strong. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.